Part four of chapter two of Animal Ghosts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Allison Hester of Athens, Georgia. Animal Ghosts by Elliot O'Donnell. Part four of chapter two National Ghosts in the Form of Dogs. One of the most notorious dog ghosts is the Gwilegi in Wales. This apparition, which is of a particularly terrifying appearance, chiefly haunts the lane leading from Moisiad to Liswarney Crossways. Belief in a spectral dog, however, is common all over the British Isles. The apparition does not belong to any one breed, but appears equally often as a hound, setter, terrier, shepherd dog, Newfoundland, and retriever. In Lancashire, it is called the trash or striker. Trash, because the sound of its tread is thought to resemble a person walking along a miry, sloppy road with heavy shoes. Striker, because it is said to utter a curious screech, which may be taken as a warning of the approaching death of some relative or friend. When followed, the phantom retreats, glaring at its pursuer, and either sinks into the ground with a harrowing shriek, or disappears in some equally mysterious manner. In Norfolk and Cambridgeshire, this spectre is named Shuck, the local name for Shag, and is reported to haunt churchyards and other dreary spots. In the parish of Overstrand, there used to be a lane called Shuck's Lane, named after this phantasm. Round about Leeds, the spectre dog is called Padfoot, and is about the size of a donkey, with shaggy hair and large eyes like saucers. My friend, Mr. Barker, tells me there was, at one time, a ghost in the Hebrides called the Lamper, which was like a very big white dog with no tail. It ran sometimes straight ahead, but usually in circles, and to see it was a prognostication of death. Mr. Barker, going home by the sea coast, saw Lamper in the hedge. He struck at it, and his stick passed right through it. The lamper rushed away, whining and howling alternately, and disappeared. Mr. Barker was so scared that he ran all the way home. On the morrow, he learned of his father's death. In Northumberland, Durham, and various parts of Yorkshire, the ghost dog, which is firmly believed in, is styled Bargest, Bargeist, or Bogest, whilst in Lancashire, it is termed Bogart. Its most common form in these countries is a large black dog with flaming eyes, and its appearance is a certain prognostication of death. According to tradition, there was once a barguest in a glen between Darlington and Houghton, near Throstlenest. Another haunted a piece of wasteland above a spring called Oxwells, between Reghorn and Headingley Hill, near Leeds. On the death of any person of local importance in the neighborhood, the creature would come forth, followed by all other dogs, barking and howling. Another form of this animal specter is the Capelthwaite, which, according to common report, had the power of appearing in the form of any quadruped, but usually chose that of a large black dog. The Moth Dug one of the most famous canine apparitions is that of the Moth Dug, once said, and I believe still said, to haunt Peel Castle, Isle of Man, 
its favorite place so i am told was the guard chamber where it used to crouch by the fireside the sentry so the story runs got so accustomed to seeing it that they ceased to be afraid but as they believed it to be of an evil origin waiting for an opportunity to seize them they were very particular what they said or did and refrained from swearing in its presence the moth dug used to come out and return by passage through the church by which the sentry on duty had to go deliver the keys every night to the captain these men however were far too nervous to go alone and were invariably accompanied by one of the retainers on one occasion however one of the sentinels in a fit of drunken bravado swore he was afraid of nothing and insisted on going alone his comrades tried to dissuade him upon which he became abusive cursed the moth dug and said he would well strike it an hour later he returned absolutely mad with horror and speechless nor could he even make signs whereby his friends could understand what had happened to him he died soon after his features distorted in violent agony after this the apparition was never seen again as to what class of spirits this spectre dog belongs that is impossible to say at the most we can only surmise and i should think the chances of its being the actual phantasm of some dead dog or an elemental are about equal it is probably sometimes the one and sometimes the other and its origin is very possibly like that of the banshee spectral hounds as with the spectre dog so with packs of hounds stories of them come from all parts of the country gervasi of tilbury states that as long ago as the thirteenth century a pack of spectral hounds was frequently witnessed on nights when the moon was full scampering across forests and downs in the twelfth century the pack was known as the hurlething and haunted chiefly the banks of the wye roby in his traditions of lancashire hardwick in his traditions superstitions and folklore homerton in his isles of loch all wyatt sykes in his british goblins sir walter scott and others all refer to them in the north of england they are known as gabriel's hounds in devon as the whisk yesk yeth or heath hounds in wales as the quin owen or sign e wiber in cornwall as the devil and his dandy dogs and in the neighborhood of leeds as the gabble wretchets they are common all over the continent in appearance they are usually described as monstrous human-headed dogs black with fiery eyes and teeth and sprinkled all over with blood they make a great howling noise which is very shrill and mournful and appear to be in hot pursuit of some unseen quarry when they approach a house it may be taken as a certain sign that someone in the house will die very shortly according to mr roby a spectre huntsman known by the name of gabriel ratchets accompanied by a pack of phantom hounds is said to hunt a milk-white doe round the eagle's crag in the vale of todmorden every all hallows eve these hounds were also seen in norfolk a famous ecclesiast when on his way to the coast was forced to spend the night in the king's lynn inn owing to a violent snowstorm 
retiring to bed shortly after supper he tried to forget his disappointment in reading a volume of sermons he had brought at a second-hand shop in bury st edmunds i think i can use this one he said to himself it will do nicely for the people of eilisham they are so steeped in hypocrisy that nothing short of violent denunciation will bring it home to them this i think however will pierce even their skins a sudden noise made him spring up hounds he exclaimed and at this time of night good heavens he fled to the window and there careering through the yard baying as they ran were at least fifty luminous white hounds instead of leaping the stone wall they passed right through it and the bishop then realized that they were gabriel hounds the following evening he received tidings of his son's his only son's death i have heard that the yeth hounds were seen not so long ago in a parish in yorkshire by an old poacher called barnes barnes was walking in the fields one night when he suddenly heard the baying of the hounds and the hoarse shouts of the huntsmen the next moment the whole pack hove in view and tore past him so close that he received a cut from the whip on his leg to his surprise however it did not hurt him it only felt icy cold he then knew that he had seen the yeth hounds a spectral pack of hounds in russia a gentleman of the name of rapaport whom I once met in Southampton, told me of an experience he had once with a spectral pack of hounds on the slope of Urals. It was about half past eleven one winter's night, he said, and I was driving through a thick forest when my coachman suddenly leaned back in his seat and called out, Do you hear that? I listened, and from afar came a plaintive whining sound. It's not Volky, is it? I asked. I'm afraid so, master, the coachman replied. They're coming on after us. But they are some way off still, I said. That is so, he responded, but wolves run quick, and our horses are tired. If we can reach the lake first, we shall be all right. But should they overtake us before we get there? And he shrugged his shoulders suggestively. Not another word, I cried. Drive, drive as if twere the devil himself. I have my rifle ready, and will shoot the first wolf that shows itself. Very good, master, he answered. I will do everything that can be done to save your skin and mine. He cracked his whip, and away flew the horses at breakneck speed. But fast as they went, they could not outstrip the sound of the howling, which gradually drew nearer and nearer, until around the curve we had just passed, shot into view a huge gaunt wolf, i raised my rifle and fired the beast fell but another one instantly took its place and then another and another till the whole pack came into sight and close behind us was an ocean of white tossing foam-flecked jaws and red gleaming eyes i emptied my rifle into them as fast as i could pull the trigger but it only checked them momentarily a few snaps, and of their wounded brethren there was nothing left but a pile of glistening bones. Then, high away, and they were once again in red-hot pursuit. At last, our pace slackened, and still I could see no signs of the lake. A great gray shape, followed by others, then rushed by us and tried to reach the horses' flanks with their sharp, gleaming teeth. 
a few more seconds and i knew we should be both fighting back to back the last great fight for existence indeed i had ceased firing and was already beginning to strike out furiously with the butt end of my rifle when a new sound arrested my attention the baying of dogs dogs i screamed dogs ivan that was the coachman's name dogs and in my mad joy i brained two wolves in as many blows the next moment a large pack of enormous white hounds came racing down on us the wolves did not wait to dispute the field they all turned tail and with loud howls of terror rushed off in the direction they had come on came the hounds more beautiful dogs i had never seen as they swept by more than one brushed my knees though i could feel nothing save intense cold when they were about twenty yards ahead of us they slowed down and maintained that distance in front of us till we arrived on the shores of the lake there they halted and throwing back their heads bayed as if in farewell and suddenly vanished we knew then that they were no earthly hounds but spirit ones sent by a merciful providence to save us from a cruel death End of chapter 2